You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, the presenter of Kindling Conversation on Kindling Kids Radio. It's a weekly program, weekday program for parents and carers. We go from 12 to 12.30 every day. Before we get started on today's helpline, though, I wanted to mention that it is Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Awareness Week. So we're going to have a few more interviews about PND later in the week, but I think it's a good time to just stop and um, check in with your mum friends, your partner, and of course yourself. Um, because if you're not in a good place, parenting is so much harder and there are lots and lots of resources and ways of getting help. But the first thing is obviously to know what's going on. So tomorrow we're going to talk about the sort of symptoms that indicate that something serious might be going on and then where you can get help. Hopefully though, today with Chris Minogue can give some of you the kind of help that makes parenting easier. So Chris, here is a mothercraft nurse. She has over 30 years' experience working with parents and carers, helping with everything from settling to feeding, tantrums, you name it, she's seen it. So if you have a question for Chris, now is the time to reach out. You can either pop a question underneath the video on Facebook if you're joining us by Facebook Live. If, however, you're listening to us on the radio, give us a call. The number is 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. That's 1-800-543-772. Or you can text us on 0437-665-200. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So first up, we have... Sally on the phone. She has a question on behalf of her daughter who has a 16 week old and I've been told to call you Granny Sally. Granny, you're you're a granny or a grandma? She's 16 weeks so there's no language there yet. No, no. Yes, I am a granny calling on behalf of my daughter who's feeling pretty fragile at this point. Um, We have this dear little uh, four month old who loves cuddles and sleeps in our arms. Yeah. Um, this uh, is for every sleep during the day, right. uh, into the evening, and then about 9.30, um, they can successfully put her into a bassinet, and then she'll just sleep and feed and wake She's... and sleep during the night, and Perfect. sleeps until about 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. So if you so, look at it that way, Sally, her night goes from 9 o'clock at night till 9 o'clock in the morning. Yes. So... If they wanted to go to bed earlier to regain a little bit more of their own time back, they've just got to slowly shift that clock so that she doesn't go from 9 o'clock at night till 9 in the morning. And that's that's one part of it because they're not getting their evenings back. You know, so it's... No, she's asleep at 7.30 but in their arms. Oh, yeah, oh in okay, arms. in their arms. The problem is if you put her into her bassinet, she starts, she wakes up. And she cries a lot. Yeah. And then, but sometimes they can get her to sleep in her arms, put her in the bassinet. 30 minutes later, she's wide awake, smiles, yeah. Yeah. looks completely awake, but of course is still tired. Yeah, and short <laughs> and time after screams, starts grizzling yep. and the whole thing starts. All... Now, can you tell me, Sally, do they wrap her at this stage? Have they? They have always, yes, always wrapped her. And right. now she has moved from wraps to a little Swaddle. sleeping bag. Oh, yes, swaddle. so swaddle Sleeping off bag thing. with her arms out or her arms top, in? Arms are in. And arms are yeah, in. Yeah, arms are in. Yeah. Perfect. And does she still fit in the bassinet 
Or is oh, she yes, getting a bit yes. big? There's plenty no, of room around her. Plenty of room, yes. Okay. Yes. So the reason we ask that is because sometimes they're moving a lot and that might be what wakes them. But it sounds right. like that this little lady goes to sleep in arms. Yes. And then when she wakes up, that's where she thinks she needs to go back to. So what we need to yes. do is start using what she knows to give her a different message about going to bed. Yes. So when you first start to put her, or they first start to put her to bed, do they do they put her in the swaddle and then cuddle her till she's really calm and quiet, or do they put yes. her down? No, they, they cuddle, cuddle her. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take about three to five days to change. It right. may not change the length of the sleep initially, but it will at least give your daughter at least, you know, four 40 minute sleeps where the baby's physically not in her arms because that seems to be, be overwhelming yes. her at the yes, moment. Yes, okay. Yes. So what you want to do is wrap her and think about how she feels. So you hold her tightly and you might rock or pat when they're putting her to sleep. And we Mm -hmm. want to mimic that in her bed. So when it's time for her sleep, so it must be about an hour and a half after she woke up or thereabouts, I would take her into her room and change her nappy. Mm -hmm. I'd put her in her little wrap or her little swaddle. And then I would darken the room and then think Mm -hmm. about the rocking and the patting. But we're going to mimic that in her bassinet. So I'm going to put her down in a bassinet with her eyes open. But I'm going to tuck her in with a cotton sheet so she feels like someone's still holding her. Okay? Then put your hands on her. So don't leave her at that point. Put your hands on her and gently rock the bassinet. Ah, okay. So we're giving her the same message, but we're actually starting it in the bed initially. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to take a little bit of time, so your daughter might need some support from you if you can help out. A little bit of rocking. Now, when that crying starts and then it increases to the point where the rocking's becoming ineffective, you're Mm going to pick her up, give her a cuddle until she's calm, and then replace her back into the bed, tuck her in, and keep rocking. Now, that type of settling's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes, but what you need to see over three to five days is that the baby responds quicker, and accepts you settling the baby into the okay. bed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so take what she knows, that movement of rock and pat, and mimic mm. it in the bed. So right. then you should get at least sleeps in her bed, and then we'd start to resettle her in the same way to connect some of those sleeps together. So she should right. have two sleeps in the day of about an hour and a half or more, and mm. two sleeps in the day of 45 minutes. That would be a good day. So the expectation isn't that she's going to sleep, you know, between every feed, every... No, no. Yeah, so if you think two long sleeps, a morning and an afternoon, and two short sleeps, she'd be doing really well. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. And Sally, if we hope that helps, but like Chris mentioned, if you get her into the cotton and you want to come Come back back. and ask more questions... Then we can follow it through for you. All right, then. Thank you. We'll Thank get you it to so a good much. place. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Sally. Bye, Sally. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt, and with me today is Chris Minogue, Mothercraft nurse extraordinaire. She's here to answer your questions, everything from sleeping to settling to feeding. Um, Chris, we have, if you want to call, I should say, sorry, the number is 1-800-KIDS-RADIO, or you can pop your question underneath the Facebook Live video if that's where you're watching us. We'll come now to Louise, who's on the phone. Louise has questions about sleep routine for an 11-month-old. Hi, Louise. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks. How are you going? Good, good thanks. thanks. Tell us your what's happening for you. 
Um, so I have an 11 month old girl and, um, she, she's a good sleeper. We're in a good, you know, routine sort of two naps a day, et cetera. But just probably in the last month, she started standing up in the oh. cot when she goes to sleep. Um, and I'm really trying to stick to the guy kind of, um, put her back down. Yeah. Uh, she sleeps on her tummy because she's sort of yeah, that, yeah, that age. Beautiful. Um, and then just rock her, her bum. But some, you know, if she keeps getting back up, it's kind of hard to keep rocking her bum when yeah. she's standing up um so i guess and then because she's nearly 12 months you know i might start to look to take a bottle away around 12 months um and the bottle before bed's kind of a, a bit of a sleep cue so i'm just trying to work out what's a better what's a good what's routine rhythm? Just, yeah. yeah lead to lead into that that, okay. that big afternoon sleep yeah so she doesn't need to take her bottle away she can have three bottles how many bottles does she have yeah, just just three. Yeah, yeah so three she can have that, three yeah. bottles till she's up to fourteen months. So you, okay. you don't have to rush that if we're trying to get okay. her to self settle. Um, yeah, okay. This is a typical problem when they stand up; they almost stand up straight away, like almost automatically they stand up straight away. Yeah. Um, so what we have to do is we've got to give her enough time so she doesn't get distressed, but enough time to learn how to sit down to accept you to to patter or rock her. So um, with this little one, she should be awake for about three to three and a half hours before she needs to sleep. So, yep. you know, yeah, doing, yep. Yep, morning sleep is usually shorter than her afternoon sleep. So mm-hmm. maybe an hour or so in the morning and a longer sleep in the afternoon with the same three to three and a half hours gap in between. Okay, so yeah. the yep. rhythm's quite good. Three milk feeds, three meals and maybe one snack is yep. the general rhythm. Then when you've got that part and you've ticked all those boxes, it's yeah. the standing up. So when you put her into the bed, does she stand up straight away? Pretty well, I put her down and it's all dark and I'm trying, I kind of try to exit straight away and close yeah. the door so that it's sort of dark and I can see her just gradually starting, you know, she turns around, Turn looks around. at me and she's not standing up, but I'm really trying to exit so quickly that I think <laughs> she probably then stands up. Stands up fairly so, quickly. I mean, I could stay in there longer. I think I thought I was meant to Yeah, I know. I'd exit, I'd exit you know, fairly quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how long do you give it before you go back in? Um, I mean, if she's not crying, obviously I don't. But if she's crying, I'm, you know, I try to give her like, because I used to, before the standing up thing, she'd cry a bit, but it was a kind of a settling cry. Yeah, it was a couple of hours. A and I knew that that was just getting her to the to point of going to sleep. But this is a bit more, you know, she's standing this up more forced and she's really her. crying. So okay. I'm sort of having to go in and almost pick her up, give her a cuddle to really settle her, and then I put her back down, and then eventually I can rock her bum. But I'm worried that I'm rocking her to sleep in okay. the cot. Okay, so, yeah, that's my nervousness. So you, you, you're very close. So what I, the next thing I would do because she is nearly 12 months old is when you go back in the room, when you get to that point where you need to go back in, then try um, kneeling down on the floor and put your hand in the cot and pat the cot and say, put your head down to teach her how to put her head down. Because she's waiting for you to physically do something for her. So put your hand in, pat the, pat the bed and say, time for sleep, put your head down. Put your head down, time for sleep. Okay, so you, you're giving her a verbal cue of what you want her to do instead okay. of a running conversation, which is yeah. this time for sleep, you need to go to sleep, let you know all that. So it'll take her a little bit, but what she'll realise is when you come back in the room, she needs to put her head down and then you're halfway there. So when you can mm-hmm. get her to put her head down, Instead of patting her, stay down and put your hand on her so that you're only putting a hand on her. You're not actually physically doing something for her. 
And then it's going to take a little bit of time and patience. So give yourself a good weekend to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and others can help with other people who might be there. And put your hand down. And then, then you can just take your hand away instead of rocking her to sleep. Okay. So as she's calm and quiet, take your hand away, leave, give her another minute or two or how long it takes her to get up to the active cry, then go back and repeat the same thing. And I bet within days, as soon as you open the door, she'll put her head down because she knows what's going to come next. And that's going to make it much easier. But lots and lots of babies do this between nine months and 12 months. So the fact that she hasn't worked it out till 11 months is brilliant. It's pretty Uh, good, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So try that. And is there any, that's really helpful. Is there anything in, because I give her the bottle even for the daytime and nighttime. Yeah. I give her the bottle in the dark, like in a dark oh, do room you? and then put it down. Yeah. Should I be starting to do something in the light and then yeah. there a book? Like even the lead in, I'm worried maybe I've. No, no, don't worry. The dark. You can take her into a room, but leave the curtains open. Just feed her the bottle okay. as if you were feeding her in the lounge room. You can do it in the okay. lounge room. So don't make the feed the link to the bed. So just yeah. it's just that she she has a feed before she goes to bed. So, and then read a book or not necessarily? Yeah, you can read a little yeah. book or if she's particularly tired, you can just give her a cuddle and shut the blinds and then pop her down. So, down. Okay. yeah, so sometimes the book overstimulates them when they're overtired. Okay. So the book, So by feeding them out of the room, it starts to maybe separate yeah. it for when eventually she goes that's, off the That's bottle. exactly okay. right. Yeah. Just because she'll start daycare next year and, and I just yeah. want to make it easier for them. Yeah, that's well. exactly right. Now, you're doing the right things. Good luck, okay, Louise. Yeah. Thanks so much. See Good you, luck. Bye. Thank you. You're listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling Conversation. If you have a question, you can give us a call on 1800 Kids Radio. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, just pop your question below the video and we'll get to as many questions as we can. The next one comes from Katie, Chris. She says, my 11-month-old is breastfed three times a day. He's biting me at, the, at most feeds now with no cues that he's going to do it. I finish the feed when he bites. I've gone from loving breastfeeding to being tense waiting for the bite I wanted to get to 12 months breastfeeding but don't feel like I can if this continues what can I do Katie you've done well till 11 months and you know what's four weeks in the grand scheme of life or two or three um the first thing I would say is that sometimes they bite when your milk supply is low so they're biting to try and activate the supply so that's the most common one. So I would check your supply. But at a, if you go into wean, you know, you're almost there. You could almost start dropping a breastfeed slowly and do a slow wean. And that might also um, get him used to the idea of not biting. So it's, it's almost a reactive thing. So first thing is check your supply because that could be why he's biting you. The second thing is he could be teething. So he's using you as the human teething ring. Um, and that's usually when they're top teeth and bottom teeth and they're grinding their um, gums up against your soft breast tissue, which does Yowch. feel like a bite. And again, I think you're actually doing the right thing. When he bites, you take him off the breast and, you know, you might just gently say we don't bite or no biting because he hasn't quite put the action and the reaction together. So I think we have to go carefully here to check first if it isn't supply, second whether he's teething, and third, if it's none of those and he's just got into the habit of biting when he goes onto the breast, then I would start maybe a slow wean at 11 months because you're so mm. close to 12 months. Because otherwise, you know, you've got this far and you've enjoyed every minute of it. I'd hate you to not enjoy the last month of yeah. it because he's biting down on you. Good luck, Katie. The next question is from Ali. 
Hi there, just wanted advice about a nine and a half month old who sleeps in our room in his cot but wakes when he drops his dummy. We settle him a few times a night just by popping the dummy back in. Should we transition him into his own room? I'm worried about having to get up all night to replace the dummy. That's Mally. Um, probably at the moment, it doesn't matter which room he's in. It's the problem of dropping the dummy. So um, the it depends what he does when he drops the dummy. Now, obviously, sometimes when they're in your room, when they drop the dummy, you hear it. So you react really quickly and you put it in and you inadvertently create the problem. Um, secondly, if you want to fix this problem, we need to not immediately put the dummy back in. So he drops his dummy, give him a few minutes, see if he's going to cry, whether he's just whining and whinging in his sleep. If it moves into an active cry, go to him and try and settle him first. So patting would be the obvious one at a nine and a half month old level. So patting, patting, patting. And when that isn't working, then offer him the dummy back. So don't make the dummy the most immediate reaction because he spits it out because that's the habit of continuously dropping the dummy. So try settling him first. Um, and if that doesn't work, give him the dummy. Now, if you do that for a few days and it doesn't really solve the problem, the problem is the dummy and the dummy should go. So you pick three days and it's time to get rid of the dummy. And again, as I said, when he works himself into a cry, go to him, pat um, pat him until he's calm. If he doesn't calm down, give him a little cuddle, put him back in and pat again. Um, and it'll probably take you about three days to get used to not having the dummy around. Then once you're comfortable with his sleeping behaviour, then I'd change the environment if you're ready to do that. Good luck with that, Ali. Our question, next question comes from Christy. She says, how do I respond when my five-year-old daughter is mean to me when we're in a rush? I know how you feel about rushing, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is the rushing. So this is just part of life, as you now know. Um, It's probably the fact that she's being rushed and this is really hard. The good thing is she's a five-year-old. So she has powers of reasoning. Um, She has um, the ability to listen. And sometimes when they're in the actual moment of being reactive to whatever's going on when you're trying to rush them, that is not the point of trying to fix it because it's too hard. Just move through that moment, get what you need done, and then address it with a five-year-old later that night when you're putting them to bed. So explaining to them, sometimes mummy needs you to listen to her because we have to get to the car or we have to leave daycare, whatever the thing is. Um, and I think you have to be empathetic to them. So you need to say, I know sometimes that's really hard. So you have to do the empathetic and sympathetic, but then you want to change her behaviour. So sometimes you just need to listen to mummy, and other times we'll have time to play in the park or, you know, sit down and change shoes six times before you walk out the door. Build a castle. Yeah. That's what my daughter yeah. wants to do when we have to go somewhere. That's just right. build a castle. But seeing that one, if she wants to build a castle, I think you give her more warning that you're going to go. Oh, so it doesn't matter how much warning I give her. She still wants to build. Anyway, yeah. that's five-year-olds. <laughs> Good luck with that, but, Christine. Yeah, I'd, um, you got to understand that you're rushing them. And the other thing is you got to don't address it at that time. Address it later when they're listening. 
Good luck. We're all rushing, Christy. Yes. I know how you feel. I totally know how you feel. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Conversation. This is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. Or if you're watching us via Facebook, you can pop a question underneath. We've probably got about eight minutes left, so we'll try to get through as many questions as we can. We may not get to all of them. But thank you, everyone, so far for your questions. This one's from Louise. She says, hi there. How do I stop my five-month-old waking herself with her hands, even even in a sleeping bag that covers her hands, been trying to transition for over a week? Okay, so um, it depends which sleeping bag are you trying? Must be one of those ones, right? Yes. So you or must be them? in a one that's got her arms up, and you're trying to get her hands out. So one is she may not be ready for that. She may just not. And the other one is she might need her arms down a little bit more. So stop my five month old from waking herself. There's we need a little bit more information because if obviously if she's moving and rolling, you're trying to transition her to arms out. And I usually do that one at a time and I do the less dominant hand first. So I put that hand out and sometimes I put those um like a little snuggly in their hand to slow the movement down. That's one part of it. But if you feel she's in a wrap and she needs to stay in the wrap and she's got too much movement and that's why it's waking her, I'd try a different wrap. We, maybe her arms are down. So it depends. We needed probably a little bit more information. If we could get some more information, that might help us direct which one, which way this one should go. Mm. Okay. And I will mention that um, before, and I've asked Chris about this, Chris yeah. has also mentioned there are... Transition. Uh, yeah, transition. Transition where you take one arm out. And then, and then they flap with one. <laughs> so, Which is, you know, an option. Yeah. So five-month-olds, if she's rolling, that's the reason for transition. If she's waking herself by hitting her face, then I would try an arms-down version of it to see if you can get her to settle a little easier. Okay, well, good luck with that, Louise. Um, Our final question is from Cassie. She says, how to transition my little bub, who's 12 months on Saturday, onto cow's milk? And should I cut down a bottle a day while I do that? Currently, she has three bottles a day. Also, should I be weaning her off bottles altogether soon? Okay, funny enough, the whole dropping bottles at 12 months I've had lots of questions about this in this week. I'm not sure where that's coming from. They can actually have three bottles till 14 months, and then usually we wean them down slowly after that. And some babies will just give up all bottles at 12 months. But I don't think it's a conscious thing that you have to do. So the first thing I would do before I'd cut any bottles is transition her off the formula into cow's milk. That's usually a fairly easy transition. The first thing I do is get a bit of cow's milk in an open cup, and when she has a meals, let her taste the milk. So she gets used to the idea of the milk. Um, Most babies don't like it cold. So let it go to room temperature while you're giving her breakfast, lunch and dinner and then let her have a taste of it. Once she's sipping that, then we're ready to do a bottle of cow's milk. So pick your lunchtime one, fill it up with um, uh, cow's milk. Um, Let it either come to room temperature or maybe sometimes I put a little bit of hot water in it just to take the edge off the coldness of the milk and then offer her that bottle. And every couple of days, transition another bottle and another bottle till she's on all cow's milk bottles. Now, if she then chooses to throw all the bottles out of, you know, and doesn't want bottles anymore, that's fine because you will have transitioned her to cow's milk and she would have three cups of cow's milk in her day. Otherwise, the actual bottle itself doesn't need to be 
decreased until she's around 14 months when she's really eating really well. So, And then I just do a slow wean of the bottles at that point. So take it slowly. Do the transition to the cow's milk first before you consider dropping any of her bottles. All right, Cassie, good luck with that. Um, Thank you, everyone, for all of your questions. Chris, thank you very much. Pleasure. If we didn't get you to, to you today and you've popped your question on our Facebook page, you can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au and we'll answer. Chris will be back next week at midday and we can get to your question then. You can always listen back to Kindling Helpline through the free Kindling app or you can subscribe to Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.